Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Live, coming live all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, y'all. I'm out here in the ATL. So welcome back to another Friday live stream. Today, I'm going to give you 30 things that you can actually sell to the government that are active online right now um, to give you more ideas and help you think out the box strategically because I don't want you to be stuck. Um, I'm in Atlanta because specifically this week or in fact tomorrow, I'm actually going to be crowned the first ever to receive a doctorate degree in small business government contracting. Yes, you heard it. I'm going to be the first ever doctor of small business government contracting that goes down in history simply because of the impact that I've created the lane that I've created over the past few years. And I'm so excited to to bring even more value and also just more to you. So today I'm really going to go into, um, a, you know, a lot of you have been asking like, what can I sell to the government? Does the government buy my stuff? I'm thinking about starting a business and getting started with government contracts and all those different things. So I created this a specific topic around helping you think more strategically outside the box simply because a lot of entrepreneurs are like holding themselves back simply because they don't really fully understand how when you're in business, you have to be strategic. You have to think outside the box. You have to be resourceful in all those different things. And so today I'm really going to try to help you unlock some of those additional opportunities that you can be tapping into that are uncommon that you probably never thought you can do. So, and anybody can do this stuff. So anyway, if you're just joining me, let me know, say what's up. Let me know where you're joining from. What business do you have? Thank you, Stacia says, congratulations. Uh, Franny, hello, Franny. Raven, hello, good afternoon. I'm so motivated. I'm glad that you're motivated. Let me know where you're joining from, but also um, what type of business do you have? Hello, Teddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and good day to you as well. So for those of you who may be new to my channel or just new to me, new to the the podcast or whatever, um, I am Carwana D, specifically now Dr. Carwana D. Yes, yes, I love it. Dr. Carwana D. Um, I am a government contracting strategist slash expert who helps entrepreneurs just like you create generational wealth with your business. And we leverage government contracting um, as a way to get there. And so that's specifically what I do in a nutshell. I see somebody, Joanne from um, Decatur, Georgia. Hello, medical coder. Uh, Lakeisha Pearsons from, thank you, Lakeisha. Um, Excited for me. Thank you so much. Um, LinkedIn, Holston RS from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Franny, you're joining from Atlanta. So cool. So yeah, so I'm actually open for for any of you that want to join us um, here. I'm actually um, in Roswell at the Doubletree. And so if you want to join us tomorrow, it's at 1 p.m. It's going to be the commencement where I will receive that doctoral degree. And um, honorarium, I'm super honest. Um, I'm su- super excited to um, to wear that crown. So hey, Erica. Blessings to you, Dr. Kawana. Yes, I got to get used to that. So, so super excited. Hey, Kimberly from event planning, logistics, and real estate, web development. Franny, you do web development. So, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities out there for, you know, service based businesses. But also, I don't really touch much on like the products that you can get into. And especially, this will be great if you are service based. And it makes sense to also, based on the services that you provide, delve into products. And so I'm going to cover some of those ideas for you today. Yeah, so join us. Yeah, join us out here. 
um, you're definitely welcome to come. Um, so depending on how many people show up, you know, you know, we're just going to go hang out, um, you know, have a dinner. It's, 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 it's not planned. So, you know what I'm saying? So we just going to go eat and talk, chop it up, hang out, get to know each other, all those different things. So if you're out in the area, you're definitely welcome to join myself and my family. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Looking for those ozone contracts for air quality. That is so big right now. I don't know. It's just it's, it's some things going on, definitely, with global warming, a lot of things going on with not only the air quality, but the water quality and a whole bunch of things. But anyway, so for those of you who just joining me for the first time, I'm, I'm Dr. Kawana D, government contracts expert. I help entrepreneurs create generational wealth, leveraging government contracts to do that. Um, over the next few minutes, I'm actually going to dive into 30 things that or uncommon things that you probably didn't know you can sell to the government. They're actively live on a bunch of different websites right now that you can break into. But I'm also going to help you un, um, break down some of the barriers, right, for some of you who have either been on the fence or there's something, some things that have been holding you back. Some some of the most common things that normally hold people back, I'm actually going to help you break down some of the barriers and show you what you can do to get over that so that you can jump in the game. Because once you're in the game, all you need is that first contract to get in the game, like just the first, right? Uh, once you're in the game, you're good to go from there. And so anyway, anyways, um, yeah, so I'm not, um, y'all ready? Let me know if you're ready, if you're ready to dive into this 30 things you can do um, uncommon things that you can sell to the government. Um, so the, starting with the first, actually, I guess I'll, I'll pull out my list. So the first one on the list, somebody say paper clips, <laughs> paper clips. Yes, you can sell paper clips to the government. They absolutely buy it. In fact, they buy it in bulk. And we're talking about multiple six-figure contracts selling a simple thing as paper clips. Now, for those of you who um, I mean, anybody can do this. Like if you're doing your own administration for your own business, if you buy paper clips for your own business, then there's your, there's your past performance. There's your experience because you've done it for you, right? And you've probably done it for family and friends and you've probably done it for schools and all those different things. I mean, who couldn't sell a freaking paper clip, <laughs> right? Uh, Teddy says, how? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get to that in just a moment. Okay, so paper clips, right? Um, in fact, some of the things that I'm going to be sharing, you're going to be like, Oh, these are no-brainer things. And so when I always say like the government literally buys everything, this list, this this 30 list of uncommon things, you're gonna be like, wow, it's gonna be become more so much more clearer to you that literally, yes, they do buy everything. Um, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be successful with government contracting. All you have to do is get out of your own way. <laughs> so if you're ready to get out of your own way. And do what you need to do to get in the game, right? So you can do what you love to do. <laughs> Let me know in the chat. Say, yes, I'm ready. Type, I'm ready in the chat. So that was number one. The second thing is pens. Pens, pencils, you know, writing utensils. We're talking about the ink pen. You can sell pens to the government and land multiple six-figure contracts. But it wouldn't it be okay even if they, if you, if your first contract was 10000 for some pins, <laughs> you know, we're talking about a pin, right? So for some pins, would would, would it be okay even if you landed a $10,000 contract? It doesn't even necessarily have to be um, a six-figure contract, and they have them, right? But to get in the game, would you be okay with even a $10,000 contract? Yes or yes, right? 
that lets you get in the game. It gives you past experience with the government. It gives you experience. And then you understand the process. And those are like the smaller contracts that they roll out all the time. They're always, every single day, there are purchase opportunities just like that. So I see you, Eileen says, I'm ready. Tamara says, I'm ready. Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so cool. Franny says, I'm ready. Martha, ready. Absolutely, says Tamara. Cool. Hollering because I hear you. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, cool. So, okay, so pens. Yes, you can sell pens to the government, pens and pencils. In case you didn't know that, you can, it's something as simple as that. You can go to the dollar store <laughs> and sell them for $10 a pop to the government. Oh, however, right? <laughs> however you want to do your markup, you can absolutely do that. In fact, you could probably go online and buy pens um, in bulk for under pennies on a dime and sell them for a couple dollars each or whatever. Um, and normally they're not just buying a few, they're buying many. We're talking about thousands or even hundreds of thousands that they buy. So anyway, number three on the list, number three is uniforms, okay? So government agencies entails a lot of um, agencies within the government that wears uniform. For instance, the transportation agencies local to you, they wear uniforms, right? Um, the hospitals wear scrubs, uniforms. Those are normally um, sourced through some type of government program or agency uh, program where they you know, need to have scrubs. Um, the veterans agency, scrubs, right? Uniforms, police departments, that's a government agency. Those uniforms, boots, and all those different things that comes with the uniforms. The fire departments, those are government agencies. They wear uniforms and so on and so forth. So you get the drift. Those are the type of contracting opportunities that are out there that are always available for you. So if you are in the clothing um, industry, like you sell, you have a boutique and you sell T-shirts or you sell anything related to clothes, right? It only makes sense to do that too, right? Because the thing is, most people are like, oh, I have my boutique, right? Nobody is going to come to your boutique if you're trying to get into this space. Yes, with the government, they're not going to walk into your boutique and pick some items off your shelf. They're not going to do that. So you have to really remove the barriers, right? And think about, okay, so I have my boutique. That's fine for private clients that are coming in. But what if I want to sell to the government and really 20X my business revenues in the next three to six months? If I want to do that, then I also have to look at, okay, well, they're buying uniforms. I'm still in the space already. I'm obviously already a reseller. I get access to wholesale clothing items. So I might as well get them what they're asking for, which is uniforms, right? Clothes is clothes, right? Don't matter. You just have to uh, remove the barriers, open up your mind, think outside the box and go after that contract. Because guess what? It's going to be a multi, it could be a half a million dollar contract for you versus someone buying maybe something from your boutique that's two or $300, right? Right. So both worlds are good, but this B2G business model is going to catapult your business to the next level. And I'm talking about multiply your business revenue so fast, <laughs> you know, so fast. It's it just so drastically that it only makes sense to do that, especially if you're in business to do business. Right. And as we all know, it takes money. So and I'll get into I'll get into like, what if you don't have the money? What if you don't? I'm going to get into some of those barriers um, and, sh and share with you like some ideas of some of the things that you can do to break through that so that you can you can get into the game. Right. Um, so number four is computers. The very thing that we're on today right now, computers, phones, all those monitors, 
computers. The government buys computers. Yes, they not only buy the computers, but they buy the softwares that go onto the computers, the security systems that installs onto the computers, IT services for their computers and infrastructure and all those different things. So, so yes, you can sell computers to the government and they buy them in bulk. Um, sticky notes. In fact, um, you know, the little sticky notes where you can, you know, we usually use them to put our notes on, stick it on the wall to remind us of things that we have to do or whatever. Right. But the government also buys sticky notes. In fact, um, it's probably been almost about eight months now. The last time I did see a, a, an opportunity that stood out to me and it was an opportunity for sticky notes and it was a particular brand of sticky notes. And this particular contract was about uh, between 250000 and $300,000 for sticky notes. Right. And so, Again, if you're in the product space or even if you're in, you're in the service-based space and something like sticky notes or accessories or office supplies makes sense for your business too, why not go ahead and branch out into that? So sticky notes is number five on the list. And I'm going to go through this list relatively fast because I do want to get to um, some, of, some, some of the uncommon questions that people mostly ask about like, how do I get started? What do I need to do? If I don't have money and this, this and that, well, do I need to, do they pay me first? And like, I'm going to answer all that stuff for you. Cause I know though these things are going to, it's going to be burning in your mind. You're like, Oh my God, let's do this. I got to do this today. Um, so I want to, I want to show you how you can get into the game and really, really, and really, really show you how, how you can get into the game. So, <laughs> so number six on my list is cleaning supplies. So cleaning supplies. So those are like, um, the pine saws better if you have, environmentally free cleaning supplies, but also it doesn't matter. The government still buys cleaning supplies um, for their buildings, um, for their for cleaning companies, uh, all those different things. So you can absolutely sell cleaning supplies to the government. Um, number seven on my list is, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do seven in a bonus, right? I'm going to just do it like this. So seven is shoe is shoes, right? But shoes kind of fall in line with clothes and accessories, but it's still, it's a separate product that the government buys. And normally those shoes are either sandals or boots or uniform shoes or steel toe boots or something like that. And so very specific types of shoes, you know, they'll ask for. I do know like a, a couple um, women who have like a shoe store and they're like um, pretty ribbons or they they have beads on them. So they're bedazzled shoes and things of that nature. The government may not buy bedazzled shoes with bows on them or anything like that, or your particular brand, but they buy shoes. A shoe is a shoe is a shoe is a shoe, right? So it's just like, get them what they're asking for if you want to get into the space, right? And they buy them in bulk. So why not have um, a half a million, even if it's a hundred thousand, right? Would that be good for you? Will you be okay if you landed a $100,000 contract selling a few pairs of shoes to the government? Yes or yes, let me know. So, so shoes, and I'm going to throw in a, 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 a bonus before I move on to eight, um, because I'm like, shoes kind of fall in line with clothes and uniforms and stuff like that. So, um, so I'll throw in an extra one called body cams, right? So you guys remember when, um, like all of the police departments across the nation was pretty much being busted out for discrimination and all the things that they were doing illegally, how they were like um, abusing people and, and just misconduct. Right. So they were forced to wear um, body cams and sometimes they play around with those body cams, too. But guess what? Who had to supply the body cams? Of course, the government 
cannot. No government agency cannot buy their own stuff. So they have to outsource it to a business, which is you and I. Right. So that means that's an opportunity for you to sell body cams to your local police departments, um, to the government. Right. Um, And they buy them again in bulk. (laughs) So everything I'm talking about is definitely going to be bought in bulk. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna come back around to the questions. I see a lot of questions popping up. All right, so um, where did I leave off? Cleaning supplies, shoes. So paper, again, additional office supplies, right? Paper, right? Whether it's um, ruled paper, college ruled paper, um, printing paper, however type of paper, photo paper, paper in general, the government buys that as well. So you definitely want to, you know, tap in, tap in and sell supplies to the government. In fact, um, one of the things that uh, that that sh- was shocking, and I guess this this could be another bonus. So I said thirty, but I'm like, as the wheels are turning for me, I'm like, I might as well just put it out there. So the government. So I remember seeing a, a, a contracting opportunity a few years ago. It involves paper, but of course, it was in the form of a book, and they actually were buying, purchasing books. So they're looking for someone to source libraries. So your local library, the city library, the county, the state, the national library, they, they're looking to source books. And maybe it may not be your particular book that you wrote, but they want, but you can get it in there if you have an LCC in whatever that is um, to get your book in the library. But they were looking for someone to source books for the library. And so that kind of falls in line with paper. So I'll just throw that in as a bonus if that's okay. So, um, so anyway, so we have paper. Um, the next thing is backpacks. Okay. Every year, um, of course, we, we uh, relate backpacks to either baby bags. I remember baby bags used to be baby bags. Now they're backpacks. <laughs> but or we uh, equate backpacks to going back to school for children and stuff like that. But guess what? The government, the military, the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, they actually source backpacks, which means they purchase backpacks. Right. In bulk. And it's specific types of backpacks. Sometimes they may ask for it to have certain pockets, be a certain material, certain grade, a certain weight, a certain height, a certain depth, and all those different things. But you can absolutely get a contract um, selling backpacks to the government. And guess what? They buy in. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Bulk. They buy it in bulk. Yes, they do. Okay. So the next on my list, number 10, is I remember when I the first time I saw this, it literally blew my, I would say wig off, but I don't wear wigs, <laughs> but it blew something off. Um, but, it, but I was really shocked to see this. And it was a, a half a million dollar contract for bottled freaking water. Right. I was like, the government buys water. So you mean to tell me when I see hustlers on the street at ball games and at events and they're, um, Hey Raven, and they are uh, selling bottled water for like a dollar, maybe two dollars. You mean they can get a half a million dollar contract doing the exact same thing that they're doing versus getting paid a dollar to two dollars at a time? They can get a contract to sell water in bulk. There's so many opportunities. Y'all, it's like we're sleeping on it, right? So water, yes. And do you have to be um, a water scientist or do you have to go bottle the water yourself? No, you don't. You just have to source it. <laughs> you have to just find the product and deliver it to the government and they buy it in bulk. So thank you, um, Shane. So you definitely, so, so, so that's another thing. That's another thing that you can actually sell to the government drinking water. Okay. All right. So that was number 10. So number 11, um, this one I see all the time and I'm just like, wow, this is just so crazy because 
you know, you can just be walking down the street and see these on the ground. <laughs> and just like, wow, it's a commodity to the government and, and, and so valuable to them that they'll, they'll actually buy it um, and buy it at a very good price. So nuts and bolts, screws. We're talking about nuts and bolts, like um, the little screws that you, you know, screw into things, right? Nuts and bolts, like and screws and things like nails and all that type of stuff. The government buys that as well. So um, number 12 is T-shirts, right? And I love this example of T-shirts because, of course, there's so many um, individual companies or individual um, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs that has T-shirt brands, right? The government may not necessarily buy your brand that says entrepreneur, entrepreneur, mom, boss, girl, boss, or whatever your brand is. But guess what? They buy t-shirts and they buy it in bulk. So if you're already buying t-shirts, you can leave off your press and sell that to the government. And guess what? You can actually land those contracts that are huge, either a hundred thousand, quarter of a million, half a million. Even if they say, wait, well, we only want $50,000 worth of t-shirts, right? Would that be okay with you? Yes or yes. Let me know in the chat. So yeah, absolutely. You definitely want to, um, if you're in a t-shirt game, if you're in an apparel game, you sell clothes anyway, you might as well sell t-shirts to the government. Let them be your client, okay? So number 13 is refrigerator. So yes, the government buys refrigerators to house food, right? Refrigerator, it could be refrigerator trucks as well. Refrigerated trucks, they also buy and purchase um, and give contracts out for that. But I'm talking about the refrigerators like we have in our houses, those commercial refrigerators. And you know, those are not cheap. The government buys those as well. Signage, signage. Yeah. So that's number 14 is signage. So when I say signage, in fact, I had a colleague, she's, um, we lost her earlier this year. Um, so shout out to Yolanda Jones from the San Francisco Bay Area. Rest in peace. She was a trailblazer uh, within her own right. She actually had a, a signage business selling signs to the government. And we're talking about traffic signs. So she specialized in traffic signs. These are like the signs that says stop, go the other way, construction ahead, slow down, like, you know, pedestrians nearby, right? School in schools in the zone, whatever. You're in a school zone, right? 50 miles per hour signage you can sell signage to the government and make millions of dollars in fact she made multiple millions if not billions of dollars just specializing in selling signage um so yes yeah, so you could actually sell signage to the government as well um thank you uh anastasia um let me see signage so sauces so here's a here's another one so i have a client um in fact she's one of our coaches as well now um she's gone through our program um, had great success, started landing contracts, and now is just a boss at landing contracts. So we actually had her come back, and now she's also coaching um, some of our clients in our coaching program. Her name is Sharita. So shout out to Sharita, uh, who's also a doctor as well, most recently this year. Um, and so she always finds contracting opportunities for sauces like um, syrups, ketchups, barbecue sauce, mayonnaise, like all that stuff. Did you not know that the government buys it? And it's crazy that the opportunities that are out there, like we don't even think outside the box. We're, we're just like thinking about, oh, let me just sell my entrepreneur T-shirt, right? 
can the government buy that, the entrepreneur t-shirt? No, but they buy t-shirts. Or even if you're a caterer, well, let me just sell my special tacos. Can the government buy my tacos? Yeah, they can buy that, but they also buy sauces. So why not sell them the sauce that they're at? they're already having a contract out for that says $3 million. <laughs> so it's like, you might as well do that, right? If you're already in that, in that space. So, um, so these are ideas. Hopefully the ball is rolling. If this is helpful, let me know. Um, yes, in the chat, let me know if this is, is if this is helping you think more strategically of how to get in the game. Because once you're in the game, you're here. You can just rinse and repeat and keep getting those things, right? Um, keep getting those opportunities. Um, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? So get in where you fit in so that you can do what you want to do, right? You may not want to sell sauces, but if that's if that's your way in and if you can source that sauce, that ketchup or that barbecue sauce so that you can get in the door, right? And then work your way into doing what you really want to do, which is maybe counseling women or whatever from abused backgrounds or whatever. That's what you want to do. Sometimes you got to do what you have to do so that you can begin to do what you want to do, if that makes sense. So um, Shane said, yes, that's helpful. What do I find the solicitations? I'm going to come back around to that. All right, cool. So good, 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 good. So what about hoodies? Um, so, so like I said, Living Beyond Church International, the government buys clothes in general, Right. They may or may not buy a hoodie, but they still may buy a sweatshirt or a shirt. So it's just like you have to think about these things as um, a category and not in specific item, if that makes sense. So hoodies fall in the category of clothing. So even if they bought socks and you sell hoodies, you can sell socks, too, to the government just to get in so that you can figure out if they have a need for your hoodie, if that makes sense. Right. So like I said, sometimes you got to do what you got to do so you can do what you really want to do, if that makes sense. So just want to get your foot in the door. Okay. Um, so number 16 on my list is cars. Yes. The government buys cars. Why do you think that, how do you think, uh, what's his name that, that does the, um, the spaceship now, not Jeff Bezos, that's Amazon, but the guy, um, the Tesla dude, <laughs> how do you think he got, he got a contract doing what he does um, because of the Tesla, right? Because of that. But anyway, um, companies like, um, what are they called? Enterprise, rental car, like they actually get contracts to get, to provide transportation vehicles to the government. And so if you're in a car dealership space, you can actually sell cars um, to the government. They have, of course, they have to be a certain grade, a certain type certain type of maybe protection windows or something like that, but you can absolutely um, get a contract selling cars to the government. Um, okay. So another thing that falls in the apparel um, category is jackets, coats and jackets. So the government also buys that. Of course, they may um, ask for a specific thickness, specific material to come from a specific place or specific number of buttons or zippers on them, but definitely you can still sell jackets to the government. Are these things that you want to go get and stockpile and then hope that you can get it off your shelf? No, you don't want to do that, right? Because sometimes, like I said, they're, they're very specific on what they want um, down to the thread. And so you have to give them what they ask for, okay? Um, so Jack is cameras, right? So cameras, the very thing that I'm live on a camera right now, the body cams. So in addition to like body cams specifically for like police and like people who serve the community and stuff like that, like those body cams that they have. Very other cameras like Nikon. In fact, Nikon has a contract with the government. Um, Nikon, Sony, like those types of point and shoot digital cameras. The government also buys digital cameras as well. So accessories, hats, belts, socks, all these other accessories, jewelry, 
bedazzled things, all those things. Yes, you can sell those things to the government as accessories as well. Um, number 20, one of my favorites on the list, did not really understand um, that the government bought this until our, we positioned one of our clients a few years ago who's now selling these things um, to the government, which are wigs. So, yes, the government buys wigs to um, prosthetic wigs. They buy they buy them for like service disabled veterans, for the Department of Veterans Administration, uh, for whatever reason. Right. Because sometimes either people come back from war or have cancer or have had surgery or some things or hair loss. And so having wigs is a solution. Right. So. Any of these things is a, is a solution to a problem, solution to a need. If you can fill a need or be the um, solutionary or problem solver and help them solve a need, then definitely you can get rich in the process, right? So, so cameras, accessories, wigs. So number 21 is art, right? I have a lot of friends that are artists and they're sensitive about their stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Erica Badu, my favorite artist in the world. So yeah, I have a lot of friends that are artists and we're talking about creative artists, um, musical arts, like all these different arts, right? Drawings, art sculptures, art pictures of art, all those different things the government actually buys as well. In fact, um, when they're building out buildings, they're always looking for art decor to go on the walls, to go on the building. In fact, they also have contracts for artists to beautify like community, certain communities and stuff. So murals, all those different types of um, artists, um, opportunities that are out there. So food, I love food because, um, I know like during the pandemic, one of the biggest industries that was hit was the restaurant and food industry. Right. So a lot of restaurants, especially mom and pop shops, a lot of, um, traditional companies that were, um, restaurants and stuff went out of business. Um, however, when you're selling to the government, you did not go out of business. Right. In fact, during that time, they were, um, you know, when, when everything was shut down, the government, of course, was not shut down. And so they catered. They catered their food from local companies and stuff like that. So you can actually sell um, catering food um, services to the government. However, um, in addition to that, what I want to share about the contracts, when I was looking at the research on food, and it's crazy because not only can you sell food as a caterer, like prepared food to the government, but you can also sell food items as well, like canned foods and, and, and things of that nature, canned foods, uh, beverages, and all those different things as well. So food is definitely one. And the contracts are like multiple six figures. Like for catering, I see multiple six figures for a day, multiple six figures for a week of catering for like food items they're pretty large contracts because we're talking about feeding a whole army Navy or um, being a solution for a food solution for um, whenever there's natural disasters, hurricanes and things of that nature. And you have to ship food out uh, for people that are like hungry and displaced. Like those are huge opportunities, right? To be able to work with FEMA, those are all additional opportunities there. So anyway, Fire extinguishers. So all the fire extinguishers that we see, we, we of course have in our homes, have in our apartments and stuff like that. You can sell fire extinguishers to the government as well. So number 24 on the list is heaters. So heaters, heaters. And I, and I, and I also would want to say heaters and air conditioning. So of course, HVAC is a service that you can provide, but you can also provide the actual um, equipment for heat and, um, you know, heaters and air conditioning like equipment as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Welcome to Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. All right, so that was number 24. 25 is tires, right? So of course, in addition to the vehicle, you can sell the tires separately. So tires is something that the um, the government sources. Um, number 26, of course, and you're like, now this one, you're not gonna be like, government <laughs> and this, right? Like, you would never even put these two together. But when you think about it, yes, the government is, is a building full of people. The government is made up of a body of people these are people are just like everyday people, just like you and I, and they use toilet paper. <laughs> so, so toilet paper and tissue is definitely one that you can actually sell to the government. They buy it in bulk. Most people don't think that, of course, um, you know, when they're thinking about what can I sell to the government? Well, you know, they try to think of like, by nature, we think about the most complicated way to sell to the government or the most complicated thing, or we complicate our position as a government contractor, right? It's, it's not that complicated. When you look at the things that I'm sharing on this list, you can really sell toilet paper and get paid multiple six-figure contracts. And if that if that's your one thing that you do a year, you're good, right? You don't have to be a jack of all trades, none of that stuff. All you have to do is be the source for one of these things and it can make you rich. The source for one. If you decided that, hey, I'm just going to be the toilet paper queen. That's what I'm doing. I'm selling toilet paper to the government all day. We're talking about city agencies, local agencies, state agencies, the county, the police department. Like all of those buildings need the federal department. They all need toilet paper, right? And then I'm going to sell it to the Navy, the Army, the military. I'm just going to be the toilet paper person. That's (laughs) that's what I'm going to do. And you can make millions of dollars just being the toilet paper person. Because even if you branded yourself as the known go-to toilet paper person, right? And I know it sounds funny. It's it's very humorous, but but I'm serious at the same time. If you branded yourself as that, they're going to know such and such is a toilet paper person. So when they have a contract and a need where they're going to source this, even if they do it $10,000 at a time or $5,000 at a time, would it be okay if you landed a $10,000 contract selling government for the day, selling toilet paper to the government for the day, (laughs) right? Heck yeah. That's an easy transaction, right? So yeah, I want to be the toilet paper person and make millions of dollars doing it. So um, 27 testing kits. So the the testing kits could be, oh, hey, Christina. The testing kits could be testing for COVID, testing for pregnancy, testing for, um, I, saw, I saw one, it was like for STIs. So those are sexually transmitted infections. So they had testing kits, it's like active on the California state site right now. It was testing kits for that, those types of things. And so yeah, you can actually get contracts selling testing kits um, to the government. And no, you don't have to be the one to make them. You just have to be resourceful to go get them and sell them to the government. As 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 they need it, right? So that was number twenty seven. So number twenty eight is appliances, right? Appliances could be your stove. Of course, the refrigerator is an appliance as well. But additional appliance could be, um, you know, um, your microwave, your air, what is called the air fryers, the George Foreman grills, like all those different 
um, ex, uh, what do you call the appliances, washing machine, dryers, all those different things. Appliances the government buys as well. Okay. Um, number 29 on the list is beverages. So apple juice, sodas, water, milk, like Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't know if they buy Kool-Aid, but I just threw that one in there. Um, but yeah, so all those different things um, you can actually sell to the government. Beverages, drinking, in addition to water, we're talking about sodas and soft drinks the government buys. They buy the machine, the soft drink machines, but they also buy the cans and the bottles and jugs of other beverages as well. In fact, they also buy wine and things of that nature as well. So um, Joanne says, yes, I have access to COVID testing kits. Yeah, if you have access to that, you can you can make a killing, right? I mean, because it's not going anywhere. They're still constantly going to need kits. Um, in fact, if you would have done that a long time ago, you already be rich. If you would have done it on the onset of COVID, like 2019, 2020, you would have already been rich. But it's never too late to get in the game. You can start where you are, right? Um, so, yeah, testing kits. And then I have one more on my list, which is um, a, a few people ask me about this all the time. And I see them. Um, these are contracting opportunities that I see a lot and I see a lot mostly on the state level. And I'm, I'm normally like thinking about who do I know? Who do I know? Because I know a few people who have them. And I'm like, you need to position yourself. I remember some years ago, I was like, um, I see I, I was seeing a lot of security contracting opportunities. I'm like, you, one of my friends, I was like, you need to position yourself to land these security contracts. And it took him a minute to really understand what I was saying. But when he did it, he landed his first contract. It was a million dollars for security, security guard services, right? So the same thing I see all the time for vending machines. So that's number 30 on my list is vending machines, right? Um, you can actually uh, get contracts for vending machines. Um, so all the vending machines that you see either at the Department of um, Motor Vehicles Department, the State Department, like any government agencies in the prisons, um, in all institutions, in the hospitals, at the veterans agency, all those vending machines are sourced by a, a business, right? And for the most part, any business can do this. If you have a vending machine, if you don't have them and, and you want to be resourceful to get access to them, you can actually get them. And they're they're fairly, um, you know, uh, inexpensive. They're fairly inexpensive to get them. You just have to, like, maintain them. Because, But guess what you can do on a vending machine contract? Not only can you provide the vending machine, but you can also include the service to to basically stack or whatever, or to, you know, to, to manage the vending machines, make sure, you know, every, every month you go in and you pull all the money out, you do the accounting for them, but also you restock it with new products and stuff like that. You do your markup. So that means not only do you get paid once, but you get paid over and over and over and over and over for the life of that, of that contract while you have that vending machine. So anyway, uh, Teddy says, uh, let me see. I got a solicitation for vending services, micro market, didn't know how to respond. Yeah. And so that, and, and so that's the things like a lot of times, I mean, they're, they're, they're out there. Right. And I would say, how do you respond to an opportunity like that? The best way to respond is to know what they want you to respond to. The only way to do that is to read. And sometimes those documents are really um, in depth or very specific, or sometimes it's very long. It's like 90 pages. <laughs> and no, you, so it's like, you cannot be lazy doing this thing. So it's like, you got to read it. And that's how you respond. Because when you read it, they tell you exactly what they want you to um, respond with. Right. So that's the only way to do it. So uh, Roberta says vending machines. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Facts. Yep. So some, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, so 
this is what we're doing. And, and this what I wasn't planning on sharing this information, but I'm just let you guys in on a secret. This is what we're doing with our clients. Now, um, we just partnered strategically with with a company and it's a woman owned company that does bidding for our clients. And we're only doing it internally because I know our clients have our proven system to succeed with government contracts. Um, and so it's like going through grade school, right? I know that you pass the minimum standards of understanding what it is that you're doing. And so this is the reason why internally we offer this to our clients. We now have a strategic partner who can bid for them. And this company that, um, that we have, they actually win 95%. They have a 95% success rate of bidding and winning the contracts are really just that good. It's really just that dialed in. But of course, um, we only offer that internally to our clients. Um, but anyways, does your team help with responding to Yeah. So Kimberly, hopefully that answers your question. Um, but I'm going to go back and, and, and I'm going to read some of these questions. But if, if that list of 30 things, if that's helpful for you, let me know that is helpful. But also if it, um, if it kind of like helped you to really kind of think strategic, more strategically than just this is the thing that I'm going to sell to the government. And how do I position this one thing? Right. You have to open up. You have to think strategically, think outside the box, keep an open mind um, and get in where you fit in and then do what you got to do to get your foot in the in the door. Right. And I, and I know a lot of times, you know, we talk about um, a lot of times you hear about million dollar contracts, multi-billion dollar contracts, and people are landing those, yes. But also, did you not know that you can get a contract $10,000 at a time? It adds up to multiple six figures and multiple six figures adds up to millions of dollars. You can do that too, right? Um, it's all a win-win-win. It, it really is. Um, and so we consider that like the low-hanging fruit that a lot of people overlook because they're trying to get in the door going after million dollar contracts. Well, how about you get in the door going after a 20, 10, 20, $30,000 contract, that could, that right there adds an additional 10 to 20, $30,000 to your business bottom line right off the bat. And then you can grow from there, right? Growth is growth. <laughs> so sometimes you, sometimes you're going to take leaps, but take the growth as well. So sometimes you, you just need to be, be open to receive even the small wins. That win is a win, right? So thank you, uh, Shanae says, she says, also oh, go back to your question. Um, yep, it's helpful. Now, where do I find the solicitation, says Shane. Okay, so solicitations, of course, you can find um, um, on multiple platforms. Of course, most people always go to sam.gov. That is the site for federal contracting opportunities. And they leave all these other sites, um, you know, they, or either they don't know or they just leave it out. But you know, your state has a site, your city has a site, all agencies have sites, your your um, county has a site, you know, all the departments, of your police departments, the fire department, they all have websites where you can go and you can look at what they what their purchase needs are. And so hopefully that helps. Um, to her, her friends, um, let's see, what's about, I'm sorry, I'm trying to look through. Yep, just need to get your foot in the door, absolutely. The, okay, so here's another question. Does the government sell anything related, sell or, or purchase? Do they purchase anything related to real estate and housing? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, one of my colleagues, Fran, landed a $2 million contract for real estate. So yeah, they buy buildings. Um, they, they source small businesses or women-owned businesses or businesses in general for all types of real estate, to, to buy it, to sell it, to lease it to do all the, like all types of things. Um, they, they, there's warehousing 
uh, contracting opportunities right now that come for commercial buildings, but you have to own the building um, or find a strategic way around that. Um, I mean, there's all different types of things in housing and in um, in real estate, but also um, one of my clients actually landed a $750,000 client, um, a contract um, with the government actually housing veterans and stuff like that. So it, there's also a, a lot of opportunities for both real estate and housing. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. That's, that's the name I was looking for. So um, anything that stands out that is service-based. So Lashina, like my whole channel is about service-based contracts, literally. So today I specifically wanted to focus on um, products because I, I feel like a lot of times people are just overlooking like there, there are products that you can purchase, even if you're service-based, like some sometimes you can um, leverage products to go along with your services and basically increase the value of your contract because not only can you provide a service, like say like you could provide an IT service, but you also can um, provide the, the computers or the software and then maintain that. So products and services kind of sometimes can go together. But um, but yeah, there's a whole host. The government buys all different types of services. Like there's not anything particular that they don't buy um, when it comes to services. So if you um, if you let me know specific what type of service as well in the chat, then I'll, I'll let you know um, if that's something I've seen. So uh, Roberta, yes, if you're an artist, you're a painter, you can get contracts as a painter. Um, arts plan providing arts decor. We are, let me see, we are an arts platform business providing arts decor and painting. So yes, arts decor paintings you can provide to the government. In fact, um, when they build out new community centers, new housing and stuff in your local city, um, in your counties and stuff like they're always looking for artists. They're always looking for architects. Um, they're always looking for like things that help beautify the neighborhood, including like landscaping services, which kind of can include an art component as well. So you just have to be open-minded, right? And strategic. And some of these things like, you know, they may ask for a particular thing, but you may have an idea of how you can enhance that particular thing and you can pitch it, right? Nothing is always a solid thing only. Like you can actually pitch it and ask them like, how about, can I add fries with that shake or whatever? <laughs> Would you like fries with that shake? You want to upsell? And most of the time you can do that. And they'll say yes. So definitely need to know about bolt, notes, bolts, and screws and artist opportunity <laughs> food too. Yeah. Um, let me see. So let me see. What about books specifically crossword? Oh, what kind of books? Um, crossword puzzles, search puzzles. So as far as books, like for, for libraries and stuff like that, it's usually everything, like um, like all different types. So it could be fiction books, nonfiction books, children books, like all types. It could be um, things like crossword puzzles. It could be that type of stuff too, but it's just books in particular. So libraries um, are always looking for to contract uh, for small businesses, which is it's an agency that's um, by the city, owned by the city um, or the government. Let me see. What other questions do we have? Let me see. What do you do when they ask you for your past government experience and you're just starting out and have none. So good question, Cynthia. So so typically they don't ask you for past government experience. They don't ask you for that. They ask you for past experience, period. Past experience could be educational, something that you've done in school. You've learned it in school. Um, past experience could be something that you've done for yourself over the past 20 years. You've been cleaning your mama house, right? And since now you have a cleaning business, that's your past experience, right? Past experience could be something that you've done for a friend 
or a relative or for a small business, right? So all of that, everything counts when it comes to that. Um, and then also, like, if, if, if they have, like, minimum requirements of certain type of experience, then if you don't have that direct type of experience, then, of course, you go grab somebody who do, you put them on your team, and boom, now you meet that minimum requirement of past experience and, and stuff like that. So you just have, everything just takes strategy, right? Everything, is you just have to be strategic um, in how you approach contracting. Uh, let me see what else is there. My son is retired military and just started a vending machine business. Yeah, congratulations, R Roberta. Because um, not only can he get like contracts for the the military um, um, for the vending machines that he has, but he could get specific contracts as a service disabled veteran owned business owner, right? So there's a specific certification that he can get that uh, allows him to access all the vending machine contracts with that specific type of certification, especially with his background being um, military. Very informative. Thank you. You're welcome, Franny. 95%. That's great. Yes, that 95% win rate. So that's why I'm like, we have a lot of things going out, going on inside our uh, our, our client community. That's amazing. So we're really building out millionaires and multimillionaires, like first generation multimillionaires. Like this is what we're doing with people who um, who are working with us. Um, this is awesome. Thank you, Martha. Eye opener, yes, it is an eye opener. Um, Tayon, let me see, let me see what else is there. So, um, Shane says, How do I become a client if I purchase She's Got Goals Academy? With it, what, yep. So, if you, if you, um, yep, enrolled in our program, there is an application because we don't accept everybody, so you do have to apply. We have a very uh, specific um, qualifications list of like the type of businesses that we want to work with, but you definitely can apply. If you go to trilliondollargovernmentcontracts.com, you can submit an application, talk to our team. They'll find out about your business, your goals, and all that stuff, and let you know if you qualify to work with us inside our program. Uh, I'm going to put the, the link is trilliondollargovernmentcontracts.com. That's the link where you will go to apply to work with us. Um, let me see what else is there. So let me know if you guys have any questions. So um, I'll have to watch the replay. Hate I missed it. Oh, sorry that you missed it. But yep, it'll be available. Um, D, hey, D, Bowden. Yes, definitely it's important to get the small wins to begin. Absolutely. I'll take the small win. Yep, I'll take the small wins too. Somebody says, please respect number 19. Let me see. Oh, repeat number 19, accessories. So number 19 was accessories. Um, does the government tell you how to fix a bid if it's wrong the first time? No, good question, Eileen. They don't tell you how to fix it, but they tell you what you did wrong, which you have to go fix it, if that makes sense. So, so yes and no, they don't tell you specifically, but they will tell you what you did wrong if you um, ask them, like, can you give me uh, a debrief or some information of how I can improve on the next time? And they'll give you that. But it's like a certain window. You got to do it pretty much right away, <laughs> like a certain window of time. Um, please explain more about arts productions, painting, arts, decor, how to top that requirement with the government, how to tap that requirement. Okay, so as far as arts, arts products like paintings, arts, decor. So basically there's opportunities that are out there um, and it's, it's really just about like what are they asking for? Sometimes they're asking for furniture. Sometimes they're asking for art to go in a to go in a building. Um, sometimes they're asking for you know paint somebody to paint. 
a lot of times there's a lot of opportunities there. So really it's just like, if you see an opportunity, um, whether it says art or paint or whatever, then you go after it and respond to that opportunity. Or another thing that you can do is like, if you know you sell art sculptures and you see like they have these, um, you know, the county, the city or the federal government is building out um, new infrastructure in your city or building out new, new like affordable housing. So they say, um, affordable housing. What they call it? Something else now. Not even affordable housing. I think they do call it affordable housing. But anyway, sustainable housing. Whatever. Um, normally, um, you know, it'll say it in the scope if they need it. Um, but if even if they don't, if it doesn't say it in the scope, then you could find out. Well, who's the um, the designer? Who's the general contractor? And and basically see if you can offer your paintings or your art sculpture as a part of this project as a subcontractor. So it's really, it's about approach and opportunity of how you approach that opportunity. Um, okay. I, I think I got through, there's no volume sound. Can y'all hear me still? Let me know if y'all can hear me. Um, if there's a, uh, is, are there opportunities for notary loan signing agent? Yes, there's definitely opportunities for notaries. In fact, um, one of our, um, we have a, 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 a testimony, I think it's on our channel. Um, one of our um, notary students actually landed her first contract in five weeks, providing notary services to the Department of, I think it was the Department of Housing, I wanna say it was. Um, and now, you know, she's actively in rooms where they're looking for notary services for contracting opportunities. And so there's a lot of opportunities for notary services, um, even for loan signing agents as well. Um, what can I provide as professional service customer, uh, customer professional background? Wait, what can I provide a customer professional background? Oh, as a customer professional background. I don't know what that means. Like, let me know what that means. Um, I'm trying to understand what you mean. Customer professional background. What is that? What does that mean? Is that like um, professional services? Are you asking like, what can I provide for services? Or I don't understand uh, that question. Um, yep. Here's another one. Uh, certified drug testing technician. Yep. There's, there's a lot of opportunities for drug testing technicians as well. So in fact, like mobile notary, like not the mobile notary, mobile labs, right. Um, are there's contracting opportunities for mobile laboratories as well. Um, automotive services, mechanical collision parts, all that, all that in above Tion. Yes, you can do that. You can sell those services to the government as well. In fact, I have friends here. They don't they don't necessarily sell like collision parts or automotive services, but they sell um, car detail services to the government, to the local city and county for all the uh, emergency response vehicles um, in the city. Like they do all the detail work, uh, so you can get a contract um, in that space. Uh, thank you for helping us, newbies, with strategies. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I am military spouse. Let's see. I am a military spouse and just became a notary in Illinois. Are there a lot of government contracts for notaries? Yes. So I would say there's a lot of government contracting opportunities for notaries, um, but you just have to be strategic. Like, like the whole everything is about strategy and positioning and most of all thinking outside the box. It's all about positioning. And so um yes do you have a way we can work with you without the big startup money <laughs> yeah actually i do so so here's the thing and 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 okay so I, so so thank you teddy for asking that and um, and i'm going to give you a, i'm going to give you an honest answer so there is 
So we, ha so I have a five day challenge and I'm going to drop the link um, in here. So the, um, the link is govconchallenge.com. So if you go to govconchallenge.com, you can actually sign up for our five days challenge to get pre-qualified for government contractor for government contracts. This is this is for you if you're just getting started, if you're curious as to how it works, or if you've tried to figure it out and you're just stuck in it and it's just not coming together, right? Um, this is because there's some things that you've probably missed. And so this is kind of like our pre-boot camp, right? It's like getting pre-qualified for government contracts so you can know exactly um, how to position yourself. Like you literally will learn how to position yourself. What does the government buy? how to add multiple services to the service that that's complementary to the service that you're already selling or product right um how to think strategically what are the agencies that's buying my stuff and how much do they spend on it right and how and how do i really really get started with this and so in that five-day challenge you actually will walk away pre-qualified if you do the work so i lay it out step by step over those five days do this day one do this day two and if you're doing it by the end of day five, you will be considered already pre-qualified to work with the government, right? And so you, you'll know exactly what your what your value is, right? So you'll go from wherever you are in business, let's just say maybe you're making $100,000 in business already, you'll go from there to having a game plan to take your business to at least a half a million, if not more, right? So you'll know exactly what you need to do. So it's, it's, it's pre-qualifications. Will we show you, will we show you how to bid all those more high tech expertise things during this challenge? No, it's a five day challenge. It's only $97 for the five day challenge. Typically this challenge in the past have sold for a thousand dollars and more, but we have been running a special of $97 to help more small businesses just like yourself get pre-qualified, especially if like money is the hurdle. We don't, we don't want, we want to remove that hurdle and make it affordable um, or whatever that means, right? Whatever, everything is affordable, right? Just, it's a mindset thing, right? Um, but we want to make sure that we at least give you the opportunity to work with me at very minimal cost. Now, if you were to hire me for five days, it'll cost you upwards of $25,000 to work with me over that five-day period. And you get to do that for $97. Now, there's an opportunity for you to upgrade where you can actually ask me specific questions about your particular business, where you are, and get a, a specific game plan for you, that upgrade is an additional $200. So still, under $300, I get to be your personal coach where you get to ask me personal questions over that five-day period. So it's a win for, for you, right? So that's, that's my give to the small business community. This is the reason why I'm becoming, um, of course, tomorrow being honored uh, by my doctorate's degrees because of the give and the impact that I'm creating in the world. And so we want to make sure that we have at least more people that are pre-qualified to sell to the government. They know exactly what they need to have to take the next step. Now, there is, of course, later, if you shall decide to work with me, we only accept um, cl new clients by application and say we have very limited spaces and we're, we're very picky of who we like to work with when we actually roll up our sleeves and get them through the entire process um, to bidding, right? And then we also have like within our community, all these other resources to help you not only learn how to do government contracts, but how to leverage contracting as a leg to create generational wealth, right? So we have all that stuff for you inside our community. So hopefully that answers answers the questions for you for that, okay? Um, but govconchallenge.com is where you would go. So everyone on here, you're welcome to join. We still have some spots available. It's actually starting in another week and a half. So we got a week and a half 
before we get started. Um, so make sure that you go ahead and get registered um, today. All right. So. Uh, so, Teddy, good question. So, no, it's a little bit more. However, we have resources for you. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't allow I wouldn't let. Um, you know, like an, like the initial investment of like working with us on a deeper level, stop us, you know, stop me from being able to learn how to have a million dollar game plan per year, million dollars a year. Like literally small business entrepreneurs are leaving a lot of money on the table specifically because they're like, oh, it's going to cost me a hundred dollars to learn. Right. You, you have, like, you literally cannot build a business for free. Like for real, I used to think that I could build a business for free by doing it myself. Little did I know I was really just holding myself back of staying a struggling entrepreneur until I learned how to be resourceful and do what I need do, do what I needed to do to get in the game um, and to invest in myself. That's where uh, it's crazy how it, how it, how it all works. It, it wasn't until then that I became the first generation, no multimillionaire in my family. It wasn't until that. So, um, so I wouldn't let anything hold me back from being able to do that. It's just, it's about being resourceful. Okay. Um, and we do do everything that we can to, to help you as well. Um, thank you, Devon. Thank you for sharing your gift and your knowledge. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, thanks for, let me see. Eileen says, thanks. Great information. Will government let you resubmit a bid if something is incorrect? They'll let you do it if, um, if the deadline has not passed. So let's just say, let's say if there's a bid due November 2nd, you accidentally submitted something wrong ahead of time if you caught it and you submitted it wrong ahead of time then you could pull that back you can say hey i want to replace that with this before the deadline but once the deadline hit you cannot resubmit um the only other um thing that you can do is like um if the deadline has passed you know you messed up um if sometimes if nobody qualified for that they'll put it back out as a, as a new solicitation or opportunity with a new deadline and you can be it again on that. So sometimes it works like that, depending on maybe everybody made the same mistake, right? Um, they, they may put it back out there. So I would just follow up and see if that's the case, if it was awarded and they put it back out um, or if it was just awarded to someone. And what you can do is like, cause they, they definitely let you know who it was awarded to. You can reach out to that company and ask them if you can be a subcontractor and help them do the fulfillment on it. Um, and see if see if you can get an opportunity that way if that if that helps. Um, let me see what else is here. How to land a 10k contract? Okay, does your program also teach? Yep, we we teach you how to do the 10k contracts as well. Yes, uh, D, we do. We we show you like all these different strategies. Um, I mean, how many? Like you remember the commercial? I'm I'm way over my time, y'all, <laughs> but. <laughs> You, I'm just sitting here talking, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, not only do I help you with this list of, you know, uncommon things that you can sell to the government, but I really answer your questions um, today. But also like, um, what was the question? Somebody asked me just now. Um, there, I mean, like you remember the commercial, the Tootsie Roll, remember the Tootsie Roll commercial? How many of you remember that? I want to like, how many licks does it take to, to get to the, how many licks does it take to, to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll? Right. Um, and the, the owl was like one, two, and he bit it, right? So it depends, right? So how many ways can you make a million? How many ways are there to make money in, in with the government, right? To, to make a million dollars. How many contracts does it take to get to a million dollars? Well, it all depends. It depends on the person. It depends on how fast you go. It depends if you want to get a, con you know, if you want to, 
you'll jump ahead if it depends if you have a blueprint versus you're trying to figure it out it all depends you can do it ten thousand dollars at a time you can do it twenty thousand dollars at a time fifty thousand dollars at a time a quarter of a million at a time or you can do it one contract at a time one contract can equal one million so there's a lot of little things in between right or you can do a mix so you get to write on your vision board what you want that to look like every year, every single year. You can say, wait, the first contract I wanted to be 50,000 and then I want to get 100,000 and then I want to do, you know, five $10,000 contracts. So you, you get to write that plan. That's the beauty of, about being self-employed is like there's no cookie cutter way. There's no right or wrong way. It's just you just got to get there. Right. And the only way to get there is to is to do the work get consistent and get in the game, right? So get your foot in the door. Once you get your foot in the door, you're good. Like, it's just like a rinse and repeat thing, okay? Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yep. So thanks so much, Kawana, for the information. You're welcome, Marie. Um, do you still have financial options to join your program? Yes, Cynthia, we do have um, financial op um, options there. Do you suggest getting state contracts first? I suggest getting Whatever contracting opportunities that are available that you see that you meet the minimum requirements, it doesn't matter if it's state, local, it doesn't even matter. It's just like you just have to get your foot in the door. There's not one that's more easier than the other on the on the state, on the government levels, right? There's different types of contracts that may be easier than others, right? When it comes to like the RFQs, RFPs, RFIs, solicitations and micro purchases and so you know all this all these other nuances like that has nothing to do with what level of government to do first it has to do with what type of contract you want to go after first um so hopefully that kind of helps um see what can i provide with to the government with a customer service professional background I also speak three different international languages okay so so if you speak three different types of international languages, there's translation services that you can actually sell to the government. Translation, um, sign language, if you do that too. Um, different types of language translation. So you can translate Cantonese, uh, Chinese, um, Russian, whatever it is, whatever those languages are, there's translation services. In fact, those are like different types of contracting opportunities that I see go un, unresponded to on a regular basis. So yes, you can do that. Um, so hopefully that helps um answer your question so is do you believe career development is feasible in a government contract space yes absolutely in fact um one of our um so so you have to be open you have to be strategic and you got to be thinking outside the box right so one of our clients actually her name is kim she landed a contract with the government and she does like uh diversity and inclusion trainings right which kind of falls in line with professional development right trainings so you really just have to think like that there's i mean there's all different types of trainings that you can do for, in the career development space um that you can offer another like sharita again one of our other clients so she actually does get contracts doing powerpoints for the government which is like professional development teaching them how to build out powerpoints all those different types of things and so you just really have to be open-minded and um and and just kind of write out well what is what is the professional customer service space like what are the skill sets that i have list out your skill sets and then start looking at specific things just like you just said um you speak different languages well that's something very specific that's something that you can look up translation services is a specific service right um career development is good information i was told there were uh, there were small contracts okay this is good information yeah there's a lot of small contracts as well yeah and large so 
Martha, do we help with get, getting certified? Yes. So we do have an option. Um, when you apply for, to work with us in our program, we do have an option for um, doing the certifications um, as well for you. Just signed up for the five-day challenge. Hey, Devon. Yes, yes, yes. Excited. You, you, you are in store for an experience that will, will leave you never seeing small business the way that it is. <laughs> like your whole mind is going to be transformed over those five days. Um, who said that? Me too. Uh, Franny, you signed up too. Yay. Congratulations. I can't wait to work with you all. Uh, okay. So here's a good question. If you don't have a business, you can't do this, right? Nope. You can't do business until you, until you're in business. <laughs> so you definitely have to have a business. That's one of the requirements, at least one of the requirements that to work with us, you got to be legit, 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 legit. So to work with us, you have to be legit, um, in order to do business with the government. You definitely have to, um, you want to be able to have leverage, and for some of the, for some of you, leverage is those small business certifications. And in order to get those, you have to have a legitimate business to get those. And so, in that case, yeah, you do definitely have to do a business, have a have to have a business. Um, and and you know, starting a business, like we have resources. If you need, if you need a referral, of someone who can help you start your business entity, I mean, it's easy. It's it's easy stuff. Like you know, so um, and I wanted to say, like for for those of you, like um, and I'm glad you brought that up. Like if you don't have a business, don't let not having a business be the thing that holds you back. Right. Go start one. If you have challenging credit and you can't qualify for financing to be able to work with us in our, you know, our program, our, our full service coaching program. And you want to be able to leverage your, your credit to do that. Go get your credit fixed and then circle back. Like don't allow these things to hold you back from your dreams because it's an opportunity for you to really change your life. And if you see it as an opportunity, you really have to have a purpose. Like people who have purpose find ways to fulfill on that, if that makes sense. People who have purpose find ways around the hurdles so they can get done what they need to get done so they can accomplish their dreams, right? And so you have to have a purpose. If you have not discovered what your purpose is of why you started your business in the first place, of why it's important for you to start your business, I would I would, I would really recommend to go really find you, find your purpose. Like for me, my purpose is I never wanted to you know, go to the store and swipe a card again and get declined and, and, and hope and pray that the money is in your bank account. Like I never wanted to be in that position again. I never wanted to be in a position to not be able to provide for my kids and have to watch them grow out of their clothes. And there's nothing that I can do for them. Right. I never wanted to have to, um, you know, go home and duck and die from bullets flying by. I never wanted to be in that position again. So I had to get resourceful. I didn't have money. I had horrible credit, but I did not allow those things to stop me from getting in front of government contracting because I knew that this would change my life. So what I did was I went and worked on my credit and then I invested, right? I went and I had the money to invest because I worked on my credit, right? I went and started a business that I didn't really have all together, right? I really started a business so I can now have a business to, to qualify me to be able to get in the game. And so when you have purpose, it allows you, it ignites you. It gives you the fuel that you need to get around all the other hurdles. And so for those who have purpose, that purpose is what's going to drive you. You cannot just stop at, oh, I don't have money. Well, let's fix that. Like literally, this is me. This is Dr. Corona D telling you, don't allow that to stop you. Because we all can be resourceful and money is like water, right? Water, living water, like 
in the Bible, there's a scripture that says you want to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water. Well, living water flows. Flowing water is currency. Money is currency. Money that flows, which means it has to go in your hand and leave out of your hand so that, so that more can come in your hand and leave out of your hand. Like it has to, you have to allow currency to flow through you to release abundance in your life. And I, and that's like the spiritual side of me talking, like literally I understand that. And that's what changed my life. You have to allow money to flow. You can't hold on to the little because little becomes much when you plant it as a seed. And then now you're able to re reap the harvest, right? But it all faith and works work together. Like you cannot have faith and not be willing to do the work. You cannot have faith and think that it's, it's magic, right? Right. You got to be willing to sacrifice and do the work and, you know, if you do all those things that you need to do to get to your purpose-driven business, right? That's really what it's all about, having a purpose-driven business. Why did you start your business, right? Let, I, and I'm curious, like, why did you start your business? And because you started your business for that reason, you have to make it work for you. You have to bring that thing alive and make it work for you for the best of the, for, for the, for the greater good of you. So anyway, um, looking forward to working with you soon. You're welcome. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, cause we're, we are in the ATL. So we got to get out in this sun and enjoy our time out here. Um, look at, look at it as an investing in yourself. Yep. As a write-off tool, investing in yourself in a write-off tool. Um, just purchased the five day challenge. Congratulations. Um, we're definitely looking forward to working with you. Um, Hey, you got a call. Oh, me? I got a call. Oh, I got a call. Oh, I do. <laughs> I got to go, y'all. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, I'm going to be on there in just a moment. So I do have a call, y'all. I got to get out of here. So is GovCon conference and GovBookCon conference the same? So the GovCon conference is the same. Yes. It's not the same as the challenge, but it is a conference for the book that's coming up. Um, I think November 6th is the, is the conference. Uh, it's a book conference. Um, how long does it usually take to be ready to start working? So, um, I would say, so it depends. So it really depends on um, Marie depends how long does it take to be ready to start working and succeeding government contracts. I would give yourself like, especially if you're brand new, I would say six to 12 months. I would just give yourself that time frame. Does it take six to 12 months? No, it kind of depends on you, where you are in your business, how much work you're willing to put in. Are you ready? It, it just depends on it. There's a lot of factors, right? So we've had people that were already go-getters start landing contracts in five to six weeks, right? Just that fast, but they were already go-getters. So we helped them get in position in it and they just did the work. They executed. But if you're like, um, you're still learning, you're still trying to figure out what you want to sell to the government. You don't really know what your past performance is, like how to pull all those things together, how to position yourself, market yourself. If, if, you, if there's a huge learning curve for you, I would still give yourself six to 12 months, which is still good. So if you can land your first contract, that's like 100,000, even 50,000, like in the next six to 12 months, that's adding an additional 100,000 to 50,000 the first time around to your business bottom line. So it all depends. Congratulations to Joy tomorrow. Okay, y'all. So I gotta go. I love you guys, but um, you know, there's a lot. There's a whole lot of questions I can't get through. So anyway, uh, where do you find suppliers? Good question. So suppliers. Um, I mean, you just kind of got to do the research. Um, you know, wholesalers for whatever type of products. Um, suppliers. Sometimes even the retailers. You know, you can actually ask for a wholesale price if you have a retail license, um, or wholesale license, and all those different things. So there's suppliers out there. Um, in fact, what I probably do um, on a future 
um uh uh live is like maybe i'll in maybe i'll do an interview with some suppliers uh, or something like that so um i'll probably do that but anyway guys to go um if i if i didn't get your question if i didn't cover your question come back next week um i'll be sure to um cover your question next week but also um, join me in the challenge. Join me in the five-day challenge. I'm going to answer all your questions in the five-day challenge if you are VIP. If you join as VIP, I'll be able to answer all your questions. So you guys have a great day. And um, I got to go. Got, I got to call. So we'll talk.